Spoiler alert! The Silver Screen Redemption includes few to no spoilers. Due to Houston and Brian's lack of cinematic knowledge, most of their movie information is either false or imagined. However, if they still leave you feeling paranoid about potential spoilers, please check the episode description for details. Welcome to the Silver Screen Redemption, our comedy podcast where we create subjectively necessary sequels to our favorite movie franchises. I'm Houston Bobbley. I'm Brian Perry. Hi, Brian. Hey. I'm feeling all fast and nimble today because I just, fast and just nimble. got straight out of Spider-Man Homecoming. Nice. That's, ex- that's exactly how I felt. That's exactly how I felt. I was like running around. I went to the gym after because I just had to get all the energy out. I, I was just crawling over people <laughs> in the movie theater, just punching people who looked like the vulture. Yep, yep. And the Green Goblin, because he's also in this movie. Also in there, um, and all his friends. And Doc Ock's little daughter. Yep, Doc Ock's daughter, Lil, Lil Squid. Nurse Squid. Yeah. All of them, the whole shebang. Iron Man, Captain America, Squirrel Girl, they're all in it. Squirrel Girl, loved it. It was very good. Um, With that, it was We're so obviously exciting. not going to spoil it, because it's yeah. super fresh at this point. But it was very good. I'd recommend it. It wasn't my favorite Spider-Man, I will say that. But I think you can put it in one in up there in the upper echelon yeah. of classic Spider-Man movies. Yeah, I mean, I I always hate doing that because it's been it's been what twenty years since I saw the first one, right? Since it's probably not that long, but it's, it seems like a long time. I think it's 15, fifteen years at this point. Um, so it's hard to judge, right? Um, honestly, though, I think what gave me all that energy coming out, I felt like I was in high school again. It wasn't like the action scenes that gave me the energy. It was the hormones. It kind of had... Right, I felt like I was adolescent again. Is very much this coming-of-age movie. Yes. Okay, so to what you were saying, I rewatched all the Spider-Mans in anticipation for this movie because I, I had a lot of time and I was filming it. Yeah. I watched Spider-Man 2, so Tobey Maguire, Dr. Octopus movie. I think that's and my favorite. Like, that is my favorite, it's too. So, it's Dr. Octopus so good. is very good. Alfred it, Molina does a very good job as Dr. Octopus. It hit home for me very hard, very yeah. poignantly this time around. That is my favorite. But I watched the extended version. I didn't even know there the, was an extended version. Yeah, I didn't either. And there's a scene where J. Jonah Jameson, it's after they find the Spidey costume in the dumpster, and they think uh-huh. they've driven in Mound Town. They have a scene where he locks himself in his office, and he puts on the Spidey suit. And he's oh, just I like, have jump. seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the best scene I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Yes. They need a J. Jonah Jameson spinoff movie where he tries to take on the mantle of Spider-Man. Um, he actually does get spider powers at one point in the comics. Does he? Yes. And that actually brings me to the game I wanted to play. I told you oh, was, we're doing I had a game. game ready. Yep. Cool. This is one of our classic segments that we do on the show called Guess If That Thing Is Real Or Not. The thing okay. that Brian is reading. Okay. I won't look at your computer screen. Okay. So I've got a list here of just... Your uh, your typical Spider-Man characters, the regulars, okay. family and friends of Peter Parker, and we're just gonna do a true or false. Do they become some version of Spider-Man in the comics at some point? Oh, I'm so ready for this. Okay, um, and for a bonus, what are they known as? Right, like what's their their name? Okay, right? so down for this. So let's start with um, let's start with Aunt May. I actually know this one. Okay. 
she becomes Spider Ma'am. Yes, Spider Ma'am. I that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of in my life. And <laughs> it's, it's so, good, so true. Look it up. It's amazing. Spider Ma'am. Um Uncle Ben. I'm gonna say he becomes a different superhero, but not a spider hero. He becomes Spider Man. Oh, okay. In an alternate dimension. All these are alternate dimensions, right? Okay. Aunt May, that's in Earth 3123. Uncle Ben becomes Spider-Man in Earth 3145. There's lots of Earths, apparently. A lot of dimensions. I think that was their way of... I think that's how science works. Yeah, like the whole multiverse thing. I think that was sort of their way of saying, we can do whatever we want, because they're all in just different dimensions. So Spider-Ben. Yeah, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. No, Spider-Ben's actually a different one. No, I, th- I think what he- I think he is known as Spider Ben in some cases. Spider There's Uncle? a different Ben. There's Ben Riley, okay, who is a clone of Peter Parker, um, but he's not Uncle Ben. No, Ben Riley. They reuse the same names for different or people. Or is he a all clone of Spider Man, and then he becomes an uncle? No, uh, I'm pretty sure he's just a clone of of Peter Parker who becomes who, who's named for Uncle Ben. Okay. There's a lot of naming after other people in this. Okay. Um, so I'm one for two right now. One for two. Mary Jane. Mary Jane Watson. She becomes Spider Woman? Spider Girl? Neither. She does not become any sort of spider power person. Okay. So you're one for three. Okay. Gwen Stacy. She becomes Spider Gwen. Yes. Maybe that's who She has the coolest spider outfit. Absolutely. Even With like cool- the hood. It's super yeah. cool. And the like purple layer on the and inside. It's, just, it's yeah. white. It's super uh-huh. cool. It's so cool. Um, she is also known as Spider Woman. Okay. Um, Flash Thompson. He becomes the thing. Nope. He becomes from the Fantastic Four. No, he becomes the Spider. Okay. I had something else about the Spider, but I forgot it. Anyway, it was something really interesting. I think he was evil though. Still, that makes sense. But he was a Spider Boy. Oh, this one's actually related to Homecoming. Ned. Oh, is he an actual comic book character? He is. Ned Leeds. I thought they he's, just made it up. He's actually up. sort of a combination of two characters. There's an old character named Ned Leeds, and then there's a newer character who actually fits his character a little better, who's sort of like the nerdy friend who's obsessed with the fact that he's Spider-Man, but his name is not Ned. So they sort of combined the two people. But we're talking Ned Leeds in, from the comics. Can he be Spider-Ned? <laughs> That'd be really good. No, he is... Actually becomes the Hobgoblin. He's never a Spider-Man, but he he's possessed by the Hobgoblin to make him another sp- Hobgoblin so that he dies. I think he kills him so it looks like the Hobgoblin died. Okay. So that the real Hobgoblin can get away. Gotcha. Interesting. May Parker, the daughter of Peter Parker. Spider-darling? Spider-girl. Oh! That's Spider-girl. That's where I heard that one from. Yep. Um, I'm failing at this game, but I'm just proud of the fact that I knew Spider-Man. Yeah, you did. You did pretty good. Um, well, and a lot of them, we kind of skipped guessing true or false. Did they? You kind of jumped ahead to guessing who they were. So we'll say you fun. got. We'll say you got sixty percent. That was really good. Um, some other ones. While I was doing research nice for this, <laughs> while I was doing some other research, I also discovered Hostess Twinkie Spider-Man, um, later known as Golden Sponge Cake Spider-Man. So his webbing is like Twinkie filling that he shoots out. Uh, I think the plot was more Twinkie based. It was it was promotional material for Hostess. Okay, and there was a Twinkie version of every superhero. 
anyway, super weird, but I loved that. Um, I don't think I want to see that movie. When they transferred him into comics, they just started calling him Golden Sponge Cake Spider-Man because they didn't want to do the whole brand thing. Anyway, um, Spider-Man Noir is kind of a cool one. Ooh, Detective, detective. Spider-Man. Yeah. That would be cool. That was a cool one. There's Peter Porker, the Spectacular Spider-Ham. Did they take that straight from the Simpsons movie? No, they did it way Spider-Pig? before the Simpsons. Interesting. Yeah, the Simpsons didn't do it first in this case. Um, so there's the spider from 1602. There was a, a series called 1602 where they said, what if people got these, like, let's take all our superheroes and have it be set in the year 1602. Okay. And it's just like crazy. And I guess like the whole run of the series, this guy, Peter, his last name is not Parker. It's like Parbro or something. He is the apprentice of Sir Nicholas Fury, who is like the, <laughs> who's like some officer of the queen. It's really cool. It sounds like a really cool setup. I think I, I might actually read that one. Um, but he actually never gets bitten by the spider in the whole series. They keep teasing it. He keeps meeting these like radio well, like, like uh, exotic spiders. spiders. Yeah, exotic he keeps meeting spiders. exotic spiders. Okay, and then getting away and not being bitten by them as like this running joke the whole time. Nice. And then they did like a sequel, and then he gets bitten by the spider. But I thought that was cool. He just becomes the spider. Okay. Um. There's zombie Spider-Man, which is pretty self-explanatory. I There was a zombie run in the comics that I had heard of where oh, yeah. it was all the superheroes living in a zombie apocalypse and how they would fight that off. Who would, If you had to take a superhero, this is a tangent. If you had to pick one superhero to come with you into the zombie apocalypse, who would you take as your bodyguard? In their like normal normal superhero form. Not they, they can have they're their, not zombies. They're not a zombie. Okay. They're there to protect you. You can go Marvel, DC. I mean, it's Superman. But here's the question I have. If if he gets bit, can he still get infected? Uh, that is a good question. Because I know I just, he, he flight, has like... I'm prioritizing flight. Flight seems important. Flight does seem important. But I'm Who just worried pick? if there's like other superheroes that get bit and then they mm. can fly. I just don't... I hadn't considered that. I don't know if the zombies like... If Superman's impervious to the bite or not, but that would be a good question because I want someone who here's who I have in mind, Professor X. Okay, because he can destroy their brains, and they all just die. But if he gets bit, who cares? He's just gonna drag himself along. He's not. He can't fly anymore. Oh, his brain's basically dead, so he can't use his brain. Well, powers. what about this? What about Wolverine or Deadpool that have the regeneration? Right? Wouldn't their healing factor just Reverse whatever zombieification that would work. work, but what if it has the reverse effect and it amplifies the mutation? Oh, interesting. And so they just recover as a zombie now, oh, and each time know. they get injured, they become more savage. I don't science. Yeah, science. I don't know how science works. Okay, um, sorry, I no, you distracted you. Um, there's man spider, man which spider. Is great. He has eight arms. Okay, so it's like. Uh, Man Bat from Batman series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he just has like a mutation, and instead of being a man who dresses up like a bat, he literally is a bat taking a man-humanoid formation. Yeah, similar to that. Okay. Um, Here's my favorite one, though. The Bombastic Bagman. Have you heard about this? No. Okay, so um, I first heard about this. There's a a runner game for like iPads, iPods, iPhones, whatever. Okay. Um, and one of the player playable characters is Bombastic Bagman. And this is not like an alternate universe or anything. 
it's just Spider-Man goes to the Fantastic Four asking for their help or something. And he ends up just wearing one of their spare uniforms. I feel like you took this straight out of Bomberman. I didn't. I don't know what Bomberman is. Okay. Continue. Um, he he puts on this Fantastic Four uniform, and but it has no mask, so he puts a bag over his head. And there is a kick me sign on his back that Johnny Storm put there. And he's known as the bombastic bag man. And he never notices the kick me sign. I guess not. It's like part of the like it's like part of the costume. Okay. So it's just really great. Anyway, that was my uh, collection of cool Spider Man, cool alternate universe Spider Man. That was that was a fun game. Isn't that good? I have a question for you though, because I've had a lot of debate on this. Yeah. We, we this is our third iteration of Spider Man. Yes, and each one has kind of brought their own flavor, their own style. Yes, I, I, I don't want to turn too much into a movie analysis podcast. Right, right. But in your opinion, of the three, who is the best Uncle Ben? The best Uncle Ben. So we have Cliff Robertson. Yeah. He's we who have, I picture. He's who I picture as Uncle Ben. We have Martin Sheen. I thought Martin Sheen was pretty good. And then we have non-existent. Right. Um, Martin Sheen, the hard part for him was all of his writing was really awkward because they were trying to not say with great power comes great responsibility. You know what? Let's scratch that. That was a bad bit. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that. That's where I was kind of leaning in my mind. I, I don't like it anymore. Okay, cool. Um. But we should pitch an- another Spider-Man movie. I'm for that. Speaking of for that, see what I the did there? The 4th reboot. I think we should do a 4th reboot. Or Spider-Man or. 4 starring Ty- Tobey Maguire. Reprising his role. I like it. Or we could do what we typically do and just kind of mash everything together. And we get all three Spider-Man. We, we already know there's lots of alternate universe Spider-Man. Or fourth reboot but we have to cast everyone with actors from previous spider-man iterations but they can't play their same character okay so well, and honestly that's what they do in the comics they'll like do stuff like oh yeah now now ben parker is spider-man right uh-huh. like they'll just do stuff like that yeah and it's just like let's see what happens i think i do think we need to get into the multiverse here okay so this is spider-man earth 44 44 Yes, and honestly, all of these, like all of the mo- the film reboots, why not? They're all different levels of the multiverse. Okay, so off top of your head, who's Spider Man? And it cannot be Maguire, Garfield, or Holland. It's the Butler guy, the guy who has all the cameos in the first trilogy. Oh, what is his the, name? Gosh, the Bruce Campbell. Bruce guy. Campbell. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Bruce Campbell is Spider Man, or Uncle. He'd be good Uncle Ben. You know what's another random thing I learned this time watching the Spider-Mans all the way through? They set up the lizard in the Tobey Maguire movies. Oh, yeah, they definitely L- do. Like his professor who doesn't have an arm. Yeah. I never noticed he was missing an arm until this time around. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. And he's very blatantly called Dr. Connors. Yeah. I think I uh, mostly noticed that from the game. The Spider-Man 2 GameCube game is very good. Yes. It's a very fun I've game. I've heard... People rave about it. All it was very time. good on the other systems as well, but I had the GameCube. Okay, um, it's just so fun. Like the swinging mechanics were just 
great. The new- I played a cartoon version of it that apparently was the same game mechanics and everything, but huh. it was based off of a comic book storyline. So it had like Green Goblin mutated as opposed to wearing the Power Ranger suit. Oh, interesting. It just had the original versions. Okay, so let before we get too distracted, Spider-Man. So Bruce Campbell, we've decided, is Uncle Ben. Yeah, that works. Unless we're going to do sort of a Logan angle and have him be like an older Spider-Man, which they've done. Maybe it's just, you know, it could be a Spider-Girl movie uh, the prob- about his kids, you know? The, the problem... Ooh, that's true. I was going to say the problem is, is then we have to cast all the characters with the old actors. True. What if Willem Dafoe plays Spider-Man and he's old and he's bitter? <laughs> um. Okay. I like that a lot. All right. So so this is going to be a movie about his kids. Yes. Because we already have some info on his kids, right? Yeah. So May will be... Uh... Dead. Probably. Oh, Aunt May is dead. May Parker, his daughter, oh, okay. is Spider-Girl. Okay. Like, we, Spider do Girl we want to do Spider-Girl or Spider-Gwen? Spider-Gwen is cool. I would vote for Spider-Gwen. But then she has to be the same age. Can we Not break necessarily. the continuity? No, if we're in multiverse, okay. anything can be anything. Okay. He has a daughter named Gwen, and she oh, becomes Spider-Gwen, because okay. I love that outfit way it's too much. It's just really cool. A Spider-Gwen movie would do really, really well. Yeah. She's one of like the most um, like well-received Spider-Man characters lately, um, from what I read. Okay, so who's playing Spider-Gwen? And they have to be from the original three movies. And it can't be... Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Which we... She and I so don't good. want it to be Kristen Dunst. She's too old, I feel, at this point. Yeah. Um... Elizabeth Banks, she plays Betty Brant in the first one. Nah, I'm not feeling it. After Hunger Games, I can't really take her seriously. Yeah. Um, I love her in 30 Rock, though. Who else do we have for Spider-Gwen? This is very tough. I mean, we have we have Michelle or Liz. Oh, Liz. It could be Liz. I like Liz. That'd be fun. Let's do that. I. What's that actress's name? I don't know. Let's look it up. I don't know anyone's name in this movie other than Tom Holland. and I know MJ's name is Zendaya. Oh, yeah, Zendaya. I forgot about that. Zendaya, is that how you pronounce it? That's how I just pronounced it this time. I have no idea. What made her so famous that she could just go by a singular name? I don't know. Is she like a singer or something? The name sounds familiar. I have no idea. Tweet at us if you know. Actually, don't tweet at us. We'll just look it up later. She is first listed on the cast for some reason. How is she so famous? I don't know. She's not. It's just reverse alphabetical or something. She's before Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr. And Marissa Tomei and Michael Keaton. Laura Harrier is Liz Allen. Laura Harrier. Okay. Congratulations. You get to be our Spider-Gwen. You're Spider-Gwen now. Hooray. I thought she was really good, actually. So if we're doing Willem Dafoe... As Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> then Bruce Campbell can only be Uncle Ben in flashbacks. I think whenever Spider-Gwen needs motivation, she has flashbacks of younger Willem Dafoe telling her stories that go into flashbacks of how Bruce Campbell, Uncle Ben, motivated him and in turn motivated her just to make fun of that whole trope. All right. Of how we've repeated that over and over. That's good. Um, I'm still totally lost. 
Um, Don't worry. We we have our cast. Bruce Campbell, Uncle Ben in flashbacks, Willem Dafoe as Spider-Man. Okay. And what's her face as Spider-Gwen? Laura. Laura, Laura. Harrier. Laura Harrier. Okay. Who's our villain? Who's that bubblehead guy with the purple cape? Is that Mysterio? Mysterio? I love yeah. Mysterio. Yeah. Mysterio's a great villain. What's his powers? I just remember seeing him. Uh, I don't I... think he has actual powers. He's a special effects artist. And he uh, he just... It's illusions. He's able to create all these illusions. Can I we don't cast think... Donald Glover? Oh, that'd be solid. I Donald Glover as Mysterio would be really fun. I want He's like a rap. funny character. I want Mysterio oh, be to be cool. his rapper name. And then something happens that totally works. where his face gets blown, so he has to wear that bubble to just like hide it because he's ashamed. Childish Mysterio. Uh, you did it. You did it. You nailed it. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so we have our villain. So, the, so you're but, saying the bubble is like a dead mouse thing. It's just like part of his like part of his costume. Part of his getup, yeah. All right. Okay. Um I think in tradition of the spider franchises, where they always just jump very quickly to having three villains at once. I think we need to raise stakes and go with four villains. In this four one. villains. Four is kind of the theme. Yeah. Of all of this. Because it's the four three boot. Yes. So, okay. Uh, Childish Gambino. How many, how many did we Mysterio. get in, uh, in this one? We had Electro, sort of. We had the Vulture. Did we have any others? No. So we had Shocker as like a mini cameo. We had Vulture, who's the only actual villain, and then there was a mini cameo for Scorpion. At the That's end. right, Scorpion was in there, but Vulture was the only actual villain that yeah, yeah, played yeah. a role. Okay, um, so Childish Mysterio. Yep, we cast Robert Downey Jr. as Craven the Hunter. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm digging it. We cast Paul. Oh, we can get Paul Giamatti in here. That's he was true. technically the rhino. Let's reprise him as the rhino. No, no, he can't be the same. He can't oh, be the same yeah, character. You're right, you're right. He has to be... Uh, who's a good one? He could be the lizard. We could cast him as the lizard. But it's not mutated lizard. He's wearing a robotic... He's in a robotic <laughs> lizard suit. <laughs> okay. No, that's good. <laughs> New take on the character. Which kind of takes away the whole like origin of lizard. Yes. That's like kind of his whole thing. So to do it, because we need Green Goblin. You always have to have a Green Goblin in there somewhere. Yeah. Hey, maybe Paul Giamatti would be a Green Goblin. I think we keep him as the lizard. Okay. But I think we do the mutated version of Green Goblin to make up for not having the mutated lizard. Played by James Franco. <laughs> That's kind of cheating. Cause That's he... kind of cheating because he <laughs> already did that role. Andrew Garfield. Oh, that's good. Andrew- As Harry, but it's, it's Harry. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this is very good. Okay. And so, okay, we've got our villains. We've I, got I, our I, cast. I have to say, ages don't make, ages just won't matter. They don't have to be consistent with the previous ones. Yes. Like, Harry doesn't have to be the same age as Peter. Whatever. Yes. But Harry's going after Gwen Stacy. Gwen Parker. And uh, Octavia Spencer, who makes a cameo. In the first Spider-Man, she can be uh, uh, Willem Dafoe's wife. And that's how we explain why we have a black Gwen Stacy to a white, uh, what's his name? Wait, wait, so she's she's Peter's wife? Yes. Okay, so she's Mary Jane? Yes. That's cool. I don't know Octavia Spencer. Oh, I do know Octavia Spencer. Yeah. From the help. 
yes. uh, hidden figures. No, that's great. She's in the. She's in which one? She has a very brief cameo. She's the guy or the girl who's just uh, br- letting people come in for the wrestling contest. Oh, like, there's no weight to you, Feather Dust, or whatever it is. Interesting. Okay, cool. That's a great casting for Mary Jane. Okay, so we've got her. We've got our cast. So we need to work and out. We've the got specifics. our villains, right? Yeah, I think Andrew Garfield as love interest is the main villain here. He's seeking after Gwen Parker, trying to okay. woo her, and something goes wrong. Where she oh, just keeps... Wait, do you run into an age thing there a little bit that may be a little weird? Andrew Garfield and... That's part Laura of it. Harry. That's part of it. All right, cool. It, he doesn't see the age gap. Okay. But she's very freaked out. And okay. so she eventually gets like a restraining order at some point. Okay. And that's what just pushes him off the edge. Literally, he falls in a vial of acid and mutates into the Green Goblin. Yes. I don't know how he actually mutates. But I'm just taking the Joker origins here for a little bit. I I think we need to back up. We need to figure yeah. out Spider Gwen. Yes. Just how does she? How does that happen? Is it just genetic? I think genetics is Peter the Parker? easiest way to go. Okay. Has she started like being Spider Gwen yet? I think she comes in at this point already established. Okay. Peter Parker has lost his abilities. He has spun his last web. Okay. He can no longer help. All right. And so, that being oh, said... You know what would actually be more fun? He still has his powers, except he's, like, he has lost, like, normal mobility. He's, like, in a wheelchair. He still has, like, the, the sticky fingers. He's got his web shooter. I mean, that's not... We probably won't have them be biological, because they haven't been yeah. lately. I think we go back to biological uh, web shooting. Okay. I liked that. All right. It was always fun. So, he's got that... But he can't walk. Okay. I think that's I think that's interesting. This makes him very protective. Yes. Because now he's always had this idea of, okay, if Gwen gets in trouble, I can cut Beller out. Yeah. But now he feels incapable of doing that. Yeah. So So he originally was like training her and like teaching her, but now he's like not wanting her to do anything. Because he doesn't want her on her own. Yeah. That's good. She's a little reckless. She's she doesn't take the responsibility part of being Spider-Man as seriously as he does. Yeah. And so because of that, she has this kind of the ends justify the means where she will let some people die in order to focus on the bigger picture. Whereas like Spider-Man was always known for like going for the people first and then we'll focus on right. the bigger issue at hand. Cool. Um, so he's worried. He's real worried. Um, so then what's our, what's our big threat then? What's, what are these bad guys doing? So we got Childish Mysterio, uh, teaming up. Are they teaming up? I mean, that's how they should. I think that was my problem with having so many bad guys in three is they weren't like a team. It wasn't like a team. They just like, they happened to all be in there at the same time. No, it's the closest we're going to get to a Sinister Six movie at this point. Okay. But it has to be four. Yeah. So, so, oh, what if they were uh, the Fearsome Four? That'd be cool. Fearsome Four. And then the thing. Here's my request. Okay. Peter Parker, Spider Gwen, Octavia Spencer, who. Mary Jane. Is going to have some abilities at this point. Why? Development. Okay, cool. Technology has advanced that far that she has made her own 
spider ability. She has gloves. What about what crawl. if it's complete? So it's completely non biological. That's cool for her. Yes. For her, yeah, yeah, and that that works because it's not like like with Spider Man, he has web shooters. He can give them to Ned, and Ned has web shooters. Yes, but if, you're, if we're talking biological for Spider Man, she wants the same thing. She's not. That's cool. Okay, and then we need another spider character, so it can be four versus four. Um. What if it's Dr. Octopus? Hear me out. Eight legs. But he teams up with them. I've developed spider abilities too now. I am now Dr. Spider. No, no, no. It's the same power. It's just the same arms. Yes. But he just rebrands as okay. a spider. As a spider. Played by... Man, it's got to be this Alfred Molina, right? <laughs> he's so it, good. He's so good, but we can't. Um, That'd be a really... What about... Martin Sheen. <laughs> yes. Martin Sheen as Dr. Octopus turned good. Okay. And what if what makes him sort of snap... Like, he was, he's like a really... He's a pretty good guy most of the time. Uh-huh. Even even when, he, when he's bad, he's like... Anyway, he's a good villain is what I'm trying to say. Um, But it's not unreasonable to think, yeah, he could switch sides. Maybe he's the one that hurt Peter so bad. That he put him in a wheelchair, and now he's like, "Oh shoot!" There's I took bigger too bad far. guys out there. He gets help to take over control of his arms, and he's in charge now. Okay, that'd be I like cool. That. We still don't know why they're all fighting each we other. We don't. Um, is this going to be in the Marvel Cin- Cinematic Universe? It's going to be the bridge movie that connects the Sony universe to the Marvel universe. Okay, because um, I was thinking maybe there's some Civil War. By the end, Tie-ins. all the Avengers, all the X-Men, they're all there. Okay. So. So it has to be something of cataclysmic proportions. Yeah. If that's where it's going to end. Well, I mean, the, the Infinity Stones then, right? Okay. Infinity War is past at this point. This is a few years down the road. Oh, okay, road. cool. Um, The Fearsome Foursome is trying to regather the Infinity Stones. Okay. And... The problem is they get all six, but there's only four of them. How do they split the other two? They have turf wars. Make applesauce. <laughs> that I was, don't get that reference. It's <laughs> a joke. It's like how do you split? How do you split three apples among four people? Oh, you make okay. applesauce. Okay, it's in the 1966 Batman movie. It's one of the Riddler's riddles. I haven't seen that in so long. Oh, that's so good. But I love that movie. Okay. There's turf wars. I like this idea of four villains just going at each other. Okay. Inspire Wigan's trying to stop them, but then they realize, you know what? We need to set our differences aside because she has stolen some of the Infinity Stones from us. Okay. And she's trying to take them to the Avengers and be like, hey, let me in. I helped you get these. And they're like, you haven't proven yourself yet. Yeah. Thank you, but you haven't proven yourself yet. Okay. Um, and so they team up and they're like, we need to take this girl down. Cause I don't know how, but she, we're dropping the love story between her and Andrew Garfield. Okay, cool. It's creepy. Hey, I didn't like that very much. And that's it. I don't. No, I think that totally works. That whole plot just works. I don't have much more for uh, the plot there. So the fearsome foursome. So they're left with four. So at this point they do have four of them. Gwen took two of them. And gave them to the Avengers. So she has none, actually, right? Yes. I think we need to go to the studio at this point. All right, maybe that'll help us tie this up. Yeah. Honestly, I like all of this casting a lot. 
we end with a giant superhero battle. And I think that's where the studio shines is forcing universe building into their movies. Okay, cool. So let's go ahead. Do you want to explain how studio demands work for studio us? Studio demands. For those of you who haven't listened before, uh, we uh, we take it to our studio. The studio heads uh, take what we've prepared, uh, and they let us know what we need to do before we release it. Since we don't have an actual studio, we will simulate that by uh, randomly selecting one from this list. Um, I mean, this giant wheel that we're going to spin in the studio. Uh, let's go ahead and spin it. zombies it's so it's, it's perfect coming full circle it's perfect <laughs> that's really okay that's so good okay um this totally works too that is something that's like bigger world building type thing um what if it's like a side effect like the radiation from these stones or something what if what if this is the aftermath of in, the infinity wars okay and it actually hasn't gone as well as we hoped. Okay. And the world is in a post-apocalyptic world. The radiation or magic energy, whatever it is from these Infinity Stones, has spread a alien virus. Okay. Or zombie virus. And civilizations have developed in spite of all these zombies going around. But it's kind of this walking dead situation where you have these protected civilizations. The zombies are out there, but they've learned how to keep away from them. Okay. These villains have tried to seek a way to use the Infinity Stones to try and take control of zombies. Oh, because okay. obviously it's, the it's magic. tied to those. Yeah, yeah. They're they think well, we can either destroy them or we can <laughs> use them for our own control. Right. And so, even though they try to cover it up as we are, are trying to serve the world and get rid of them there there's a lot of hesitation yeah. and so i think there's actually this dynamic where spider gwen is fighting them in the beginning but they convince her hey we are actually trying to help the world we're trying to get rid of this zombie infestation help us and so she actually teams up with them for a little bit okay and then comes into conflict with spider-man but then the message of family overpowers that and she realizes just how dangerous these villains are. And so she teams up with Spider-Man and Octavia Spencer, Spider-Girl, and Dr. Octopus. Spider-Woman. Spider-Woman and Dr. Octopus, who in this time has actually figured out a cure or the beginnings of a cure okay. for the zombie infestation. The idea I really like is <clears throat> the bad guys in this, their gen what brings them together is, hey, we can take advantage of this situation. Right, like society is bad. The the these people are being who are being zombified. They had it coming. Let's take advantage of the situation. Let's rule over them and get what we want. Right? Okay. And Doctor Octopus, he, I mean, he probably was on good terms with these bad guys, right? But he's he has more of a a optimistic sense about things. Uh-huh. He says, "No, it seems like they're suffering. I'm going to cure them." I and he goes and and works on this cure. What if he starts out with the villains and then they convince Spider-Gwen 
to join them. And that's where we have our little cameo. Oh, it's yeah. the Sinister Six now. But then Dr. Octopus is the first to leave because he realizes, no, this is BS. Yeah. Um, and he starts and goes and does his own thing. And that's what makes Spider-Gwen kind of re-question her position. Well, and I think I think what what turns it around is Doctor Octopus saying, "No, I have a cure. Like we we can beat this. Like because I think I think she's not wanting to take advantage of people. She wants she wanted yeah. to help them, mm-hmm. but she's kind of fallen into this belief that's like, well, the, we you know we can't really help them. You know, it's kind of a desperate situation, mm-hmm. and we're making the best of it, and it's not great. But then as soon as Doctor Octopus is like, "Hey, no, this is wrong, and I think I can fix it." That's when she can kind of start start coming back to the light. I, I like, like that. that. Whoa. Okay. Well, let's. Wrap I think it up I here. think the zombies actually did kind of help. That uh, did help define, us define the two the sides. Vision. You know, what brought them together, what divided them. I didn't feel like we had a glue that really. We had a good casting. You know what I always say: had... the best glue is zombies. You do always say That's that, the, Brian. It's you always do. Just like my my great grandma always said. And she cross stitched in my pillow. Zombies make the best. Zombies glue. make the best glue. And vampires are the glitter. Absolutely. Okay. On that note, <laughs> let's wrap it up. Do you want to tell them where they can find us? They can find us. They, meaning you, meaning the listener, uh, can find us on Twitter at Screen Redeem. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, the Silver Screen Redemption. Silver Screen's all one word. You can email us at. Silverscreenredemption at gmail.com, I think. We'll, we'll, we'll that. clarify that. Um, so hit us up with any questions you have, any ideas you have, what movies we should do, um, studio ideas, uh, think, you know, modifiers, things we should add to the movie, change about a movie, uh, and we'll uh, incorporate those. Okay. Well, I think that's it for tonight. I'm Brian Perry. I'm Houston Bodley. And this is the Silver Screen Redemption. Whether or not they need redemption, we'll be there. Any similarities to actual persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental.